Celebrating over two decades of consecutive broadcasts on the great game of horse racing in Las Vegas, the Race Day Las Vegas show thanks all of our listeners and sponsors for your appreciated support. The following is a Race Day Las Vegas presentation in association with Sirocco Productions Limited on the Race Day Las Vegas radio network. Gaming capital of the world, time for Race Day Las Vegas, covering the sport of kings with a Las Vegas perspective. Now, to the race desk with your host, Ralph Sirocco. From the backstretch to the turf club, at the race books and on the internet, to all horse players around the world, a good morning. Hey, hey, hey. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Race Day Las Vegas radio program for this Wednesday as we begin the big Thanksgiving week holiday. Oh, man. It's starting at percolating low today, and then as the day moves on and the highway gets more crowded and we get to the evening, by tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, we'll have the parades again. We'll have all of that football again. We'll have great horse racing. And, of course, Las Vegas will be full again. After a year with a pandemic lockdown, everybody is jazzed up. Everybody is pent up. Everybody wants to celebrate. Let's do it safely. We welcome you to this Wednesday Race Day Las Vegas radio program. Day before Thanksgiving. Did you get your turkey yet? You're going to get sticker shock. Anyhow, uh, we welcome you on this uh, 24th day of November. 11242021 is your date. We welcome you. And we welcome you from the gaming capital of the world, Las Vegas, Nevada, right here at our studio station, our home base, Sports Talk, 1400 AM, where we look out the uh, window of the uh, studio and the uh, sun shining, sky blue, ground dry. 54 degrees right now here in Las Vegas. We're only going to top out at 63 today. A little cold chill coming through. Yeah. Tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, here in uh, the gaming capital, we'll get up to, uh, it'll start out at 41 degrees in the morning. Ooh, man, 41. It started out at 45 today. It's already 54. And then uh, we'll reach 66. That'll be our topper tomorrow, 66. So it is a good, it's the perfect Thanksgiving Day weather, is it not? You don't want it like 80 degrees out. And then, of course, Friday. Black Friday, where everybody be shopping for stuff, and we'll be shopping for winners here on the show. We'll top out at 68, starting the day at 44. Saturday, we'll start out at 46 and top out at 70. And on Sunday, ending the big, huge four-day Turkey Day weekend, and we'll have uh, we'll start out with 48 degrees and end up at 72. We'll get up into the 70s by then. That's how the weather is going to be here. And we will be here all week. As you know, we work through the holiday. So tomorrow morning, Thanksgiving morning, we'll have our usual uh, start time, weekday start time at 7 a.m. Pacific time. We'll be going over all of the action for tomorrow in racing. Uh, Tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day, you'll only have five racetracks available to wager here in Las Vegas. We all know about Churchill Downs and the great big weekend they're having there, but we can't play them here. But, boy, I'll tell you what, that Clark Handicap is going to be a gem. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more about that later. And, uh, of course, we'll be here tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., Thanksgiving morning, just when you're starting to look at the Macy's Parade and all that good stuff. And uh, and a lot of you out there in other time zones will probably just be stuffing the turkey and shoving it in the oven, right? And then, of course, we'll be here Friday, Saturday, and Sunday throughout the week. At our normal start times, weekdays 7 a.m., weekends 8 a.m. We've got a big Thanksgiving weekend coming up as far as horse racing is concerned, especially at Del Mar, where we have the big turf festival that will kick in on Friday. 
Um, so we welcome everybody here from Las Vegas, where we emanate and originate all the race day shows from the studios and over the airwaves of Sports Talk 1400 AM. If you're listening on our many different other uh, streaming platforms, it probably is uh, a lot of you are listening at our websites, racedaylasvegas.com.vegas.world.global. And, of course, your little smartphones there, those little smart things they are. Your iPhones, your Androids, that you can get uh, your phone apps. The radio station phone app, KSHP. Put that on your phone. You can hear us now. Wow, 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 wow. And, of course, uh, all the great sports programming on the show throughout the uh, day. And, of course, wherever you get your podcasting, we're there. The Race Day Show is there, so we welcome you as well. However, wherever, whenever. Uh, we wish you a, a very safe holiday weekend. Now, last year at this time, we were just locked down and all that uh, stuff, remember? This year, the uh, town is open. Las Vegas is open. And our COVID numbers are staying steady. The entire state uh, had only 580 positives overnight. Yesterday, 580 in the entire state. 369 here in Clark County, where the Strip, Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, Henderson, and the mass of the population is at. The uh, state's infection rate is at 7.6%. Clark County's infection rate is at 7% flat. And so if we can continue to be safe about this, we will manage this virus while trying to get back to uh, what is perceived close to being normal. And we still have to wear our masks here in town. So if you're rolling up the highways or flying in, you, you know, there's still a mask uh, provision out there. But we're just trying to, everybody trying to be safe. That's all there is to it. Okay? All right. So uh, they had the the big races at Zia Park. Zia Park had a really neat racing card yesterday. The Land of Enchantment Day, they call it. And uh, Flavian Pratt, Irad Ortiz Jr., went out there to ride. Yeah, they did. And uh, some of the races were scratched down to just like a walkover, but it was kind of fun. Not ex- not particularly walkovers, but short fields. Uh, it was kind of fun watching Pratt and Ortiz go at it. Now, the Zia Park Juvenile was won by Bye Bye Bobby with the uh, Romes Chirones riding at 980. Flavian Pratt finished second in that race. Then you got to the Zia Park Sprint Stakes, and Mr. Moneybags won that, paying 280 as the prohibitive favorite. Then you get to the Zia Park Distaff, where Canoodling Canoodling wins on a Romeo Chirones. So that kid had Romeo's Chirones, won two nice races there, paid 420. And in that race, Ired Ortiz Jr. ran second with uh, Casual in the distaff. Then you got to the Zia Park Princess Stakes, and uh, optional, Optionality won that. Ired Ortiz Jr. board paying 420. So he gets a win there. And then you get to the big one, the Zia Park Derby, where it scratched down. There were only like uh, it was three horses in the race. Four horses. Four horses in the Zia Park Derby. And, of course, the prohibitive favorite, Steve Asmussen trained. Super stock wins with Ired Ortiz Jr. board. Ired Ortiz Jr., 210 there. Outrunning Tesoro and uh, Pirate Junction. The race really lost something when uh, the uh, Peter Miller trainee, none above the law, decided to run in Southern California over the weekend and did not make the trip there. And that was a $250,000 race for three-year-olds, the Zia Park Derby. Superstock gets that. He adds the that to the Arkansas Derby win this year. And then the Zia Park Championship handicap. This was a good one. They turned for home, and the two favorites in the race, Zestful, who was on the lead all the way in the mile and one-eighth race, uh, was uh, hooked up with Tenfold, who came to his uh, right side by side. And these two just threw it down through the entire stretch. Flavian Pratt aboard Zestful, Irid Ortiz Jr. aboard Tenfold. Tenfold got ahead in front, but then Zestful re-rallied and won 
the stretch duel against tenfold in the Zia Park Championship. Pratt aboard Zestful for 20. Tenfold was second, 220 to place. And uh, mind that star finished a zip code back in third. And then the final race of the day was the Zia Park Oaks for three-year-old fillies. And that was won by Pauline's Pearl with Irad Ortiz Jr. aboard, who ran down Lady Mystified, ridden by, you guessed it, Flavian Pratt. So Pratt gets the best in the Zia Park Championship. Irad gets the best in the Zia Park Oats, Oaks. And uh, Pauline's Pearl pays 440. So they were really close to the best type of a uh, lot of favorites. But uh, uh, exciting anyhow. Zia Park yesterday, the, the land of enchantment day of racing there. Now, of course, we've got all these big stakes races stacking up uh, through uh, Thanksgiving. It'll be a light day today. There's eight tracks running today, but no stakes races out there. And then, of course, tomorrow, Thanksgiving, Thursday, there's only a five, five racetracks are going to run on uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, and they're going to start out early. Laurel has an early post time uh, at 8.25. Uh, Woodbine will kick in at 9.55. We'll have Tommy Massis with us. And then uh, Del Mar is going to start their Thanksgiving Day uh, racing card uh, tomorrow at 11 a.m. 11 a.m. Golden Gate will start 15 minutes later early at 11.15, and then they'll wrap it up uh, on the day with uh, Charlestown at uh, 4 p.m. And those will be the five tracks tomorrow. There's eight today, and we'll get to the menu a little bit later. But uh, we're um, tomorrow you'll have the um, opening day at Fairgrounds. We won't be able to bet it here because of the uh, impasse with the uh, simulcasting agreement, the simulcasting betting agreement with uh, all tracks that are owned and or represented by Churchill Downs Incorporated. But they have the Thanksgiving Classic. It's opening day. Fairgrounds on Thanksgiving Day. We'll have actually a couple of stakes races there. Del Mar will host the Red Carpet Stakes starting out the Turf Festival, a grade three on the turf. And Churchill Downs will have the uh, Falls City, a grade two there. And then on Friday, when everybody's shopping at the stores, we'll be shopping at the races because, oh man, there's going to be good stuff happening on Friday. Aqueduct has three stakes races highlighted by the uh, grade three, uh, three stakes races highlighted by the grade three Comely. Churchill Downs will present the Clark Handicap, and that's a biggie. And um, Del Mar will have the Hollywood Turf Cup kicking off the big, big portion of the turf festival down there at Del Mar. Hollywood Turf Cup, grade two. Golden Gate will have the Golden Gate debutante. And, of course, we move into Saturday. Big Saturday Aqueduct has four stakes races, including the grade three Long Island. Churchill Downs. We'll have four stakes races. The two races, the grade twos for the two-year-olds, the Golden Rod for the Colts, uh, I'm sorry, the Golden Rod for the Phillies, and the Kentucky Jockey Club for the Colts. There at uh, Churchill Downs. Del Mar will uh, continue with the Turf Festival. They'll have the Sea Biscuit, a grade two, the Jimmy Durante, a grade three, and the Hollywood Derby, grade one there. And, uh, and then on uh, Sunday... The 28th, Aqueduct will come back with three more stakes races. The Fall High Weight heading that up, a grade three. And Del Mar will conclude the Turf Festival with the Cecil B. DeMille, a grade three. And the Matriarch, a grade one. Woodbine kicks in with stakes races over the weekend as well. Saturday, they'll have the grade two Kennedy Road. And on Sunday, the grade three Gray and the grade three Mazarin. So we got a lot of great stakes races, a lot of good racing coming up over the Thanksgiving weekend. And, of course, we're going to throw in a little bit of that NFL stuff, you know. Yeah, NFL, three uh, big uh, games uh, tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day. you got college football out there, basketball, the pros, and college, etc. So we got a lot of good stuff happening, that's for sure. Today is opening day at Tampa Bay. Yeah, Tampa Bay Downs opens today. And... Um, They'll have uh, their opening day card uh, beginning at uh, 11.40 this morning, Pacific time, at Tampa Bay. Uh, and all I got to say about that is it's it's kind of fun to watch uh, Tampa Bay because uh, while before you get to uh, the all the uh, 
the winter, big winter meet at Gulfstream Park. It's always fun to play Tampa Bay, always a fun meet. So that opens today. Tampa Bay opens today. A couple of uh, quick things talking about the uh, the Hollywood Turf Cup. Not too many years ago, California Chrome raced and won that thing. And his trainer, Art Sherman, trainer of the uh, California Chrome, is going to retire. So the uh, you remember the Chromies? They were out there with California Chrome. What a year that horse had, right? So uh, upon retirement, Sherman, 84 years old, will probably send his horses he currently trains to his two sons, Steve, who has a stable in Northern California, and Alan, who is training in Kentucky. And uh, that will allow Art and his lovely wife, Faye, of almost 62 years, time to travel. So uh, Art Sherman going to retire. What a What an absolute gentleman what an absolute great trainer he has been you know he he spans many decades through southern california he was once believe it or not the exercise writer for the great great swaps yeah the hall of famer was started as an exercise writer and he was the exercise writer for swaps and turns out towards the end of his career to be the trainer of California Chrome. What a exciting, what a what a full life of training our chairman's had. He's, we congratulate him. We salute him. Art Sherman retiring. So and in another story as it continues, Bob Baffert, his horses, uh, Churchill Downs had The ban of trainer Bob Baffert and his stable widened on Monday, they say. When his horses were excluded from the 22 individual choices revealed for this week's first pool in the Paramutual Kentucky Derby Future Book for next year. Now, you know uh, that uh, Baffert, you know, he he has uh, some pretty nice horses. And certainly uh, the Breeders' Cup Juvenile winner being excluded from the future book. And all horses that are trained by Bob Baffert, even though they may win races with Kentucky Derby points for the Kentucky Derby, will be exempt from those points as long as they're under the training and tutelage of Bob Baffert. And so, as a result of that, they have excluded those horses from the future book there. We'll wait and see what happens with the Baffert horses now as they move towards uh, their three-year-old year after the first of the year and all those big, big point getters for the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> and uh, in a really strange twist, New York. There was a bill introduced on Monday in uh, the state of New York that will allow, they will allow fixed odds betting on the races in New York. Whether the tracks accept and institute, that is another question. But the New York bill that was uh, introduced on Monday, and I'm expecting it to uh, probably a a rider on another bill. But anyhow, that bill uh, was introduced on Monday for fixed odds betting at the uh, racetracks in New York. That'll be fun to see how that unfolds as well. And in another note, trainer Robert Tiller has made it official. The popular Pink Lloyd, maybe the best sprinter in Canadian racing history, certainly a uh, a more popular horse in Canada than now all I remember is going to retire after Saturday's Kennedy Road Stakes at Woodbine, the grade two stakes, where this horse, at nine years old now, has won twice. So Pink Lloyd is going to re- I can't wait for Tommy Masses to give me a, a take on that. One of the most popular 
iconic and certainly legend in his own time, Horace Pink Lloyd. All right, some of the little stuff going on in racing. What we got today is this. Got Jonathan Hardoon and John Lindo and Jerry Jay going to come on. We're going to chew a little fat about uh, some of the stuff that's happening in racing and looking ahead to all the big races this weekend and the schedule. And, boy, all I can tell you is our handicappers were hot. On Sunday, on Sunday, our handicappers on the show came up with five winners. Jonathan Ardoon had two out of two. John Lendo had his horse win. Jerry J had one. And so did Tommy Massas. So these guys are, well, they're financing your turkey dinner. That's for sure. We'll be right back. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. from drf.com is the exclusive past performance content provider for the race day las vegas show All righty, back on Race Day Las Vegas and one other quick note of note as far as uh, the news is concerned Two Kentucky-based trainers, Philip Bauer and Greg Foley, wow, have been suspended by the stewards there for medication positives resulting from races run this summer at the state's racetracks. According to the ruling recently posted to the website of the Kentucky Horse Racing Commission. So Bob Baffert's not the only one. They're, they're just jumping all over people for there in Kentucky, so... Greg Foley, though, he's a, he's a name there. Wow. All right. Here's uh, the menu of racetracks available today, and we have uh, eight racetracks on the menu today. These are first post time we broadcast on the menu each and every day, of course, reflect that of the Pacific time zone. If you're in Las Vegas, these will be the first post times that roll out in our race books today. And, of course, you're listening here at Sports Talk 1400 AM, where we emanate and originate all this stuff. If you're listening... Anywhere around the world, through the other streaming, the websites, the phone apps, the podcasting, etc., and you are not in the Pacific time zone, adjust to the Pacific time zone. I don't want you to miss anything like I miss mom and dad, okay? All righty. Now, looking across the contiguous 48, weather looks great all over the place. Little bit of action going on in New Mexico and Colorado. Some snow going up there in Montana and the Dakotas, but the... All the Great Lakes area and Midwest is clear. Up and down the Atlantic coast is clear. All through the Gulf Coast is clear. Up and down the Pacific coast is clear, except for a little storm action way up there in the northwest that's off the uh, coast as we speak. So, it'll be great racing conditions throughout the country today. All right. And, of course, we will uh, start our menu with our first track, and that is Parks Racing. Parks Racing, first post time, 9-10 at 9-10 at Parks Racing. Now listen up. Parks Racing has a pick five, a pick five 
jackpot carryover of $100,999, almost $101,000. Pick five jackpot at Parks Racing today. And their first post time is at 9:10. Following that, the opening day at Tampa Bay Downs. Tampa Bay opens today with a first post time of 9:25. And then you go to Finger Lakes. Uh, Finger Lakes now had a big payoff yesterday. Their 50 cent pick five paid 6,569. They had a pick five there at uh, Finger Lakes, big one there. Their first post time at Finger Lakes today is at 9:30. 9.30 first posted Finger Lakes. Then we go to Mahoning Valley Racecourse. Now Mahoning Valley has a first post time at 9.45, 9.45. Their pick six jackpot carryover, $3,746 at Mahoning Valley today. Next comes Delta Downs, racing in the daytime now. Delta Downs has a first post of 10.55. Following that, we go to Turf Paradise in Phoenix, Arizona. Turf Paradise. Has a pick six jackpot carryover of $23,815. And their first post time at Turf Paradise today is 11.40. Then we go to Penn National. Penn National's first post time is set at uh, 3 p.m. 3 p.m. at Penn National. And then we wrap it up at Charlestown. Charlestown Racecourse with a pick six jackpot carryover of $44,670. Their first post time is 4 p.m. By the way, there is a mandatory payoff today at Finger Lakes. Yeah, their pick six. It's a regular pick six, too. Mandatory payoff. Their pick six carryover, 2,271. Just for your FYI there. And that's the menu for today. All righty. Now I'm going to go to uh, Jonathan Hardoon standing by. Jonathan, congratulations. Two nice winners on Sunday for us. Yeah, we got lucky at uh, Delmar winning by a lip. But uh, we got it done. But the horse in New York, fifteen twenty, nothing wrong with that. The fifteen twenty horse at uh, Aqueduct uh, was in the uh, seventh race. That started out the late pick four. That wound up paying nineteen hundred dollars plus. And at Del Mar, a lip is as good as a mile. And uh, when you when you <laughs> when you're talking about uh, you know that uh, in uh, the pick fours and uh, pick fives, uh, that'll always work. Miss Carousel winning the seventh race. And so you and and uh, John Lendo and Jerry J and Tommy Massis, all you guys were hitting hitting winners on Sunday. So everybody went out and and you know got their Thanksgiving uh, meal bought on Monday. The boys had a good day. Yeah, and with the price of turkey and everything else that goes with it, they're now broke. <laughs> Boy, <laughs> I'll tell you what. You're right about that, Ralph. Uh, I wanted to ask you about the future bet. The- you know, Churchill's not taking any Baffert horses, but why not just bet the field and uh, you may back into him? <laughs> that uh, could be a very good, uh, you know, observation Strategy. on doing that. Right. Because if, if let's say, um, right now, well, the Corniche field. Corniche is the two-year-old that won the. Uh, the the British, British Cup Juvenile. Right. Corniche right. is the, 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 the standout one that would apply to this new ruling right now. Because he won the Breeders' Cup, you know, probably wind up being uh, Eclipse Award-winning two-year-old of the year, but uh, didn't get. Although there were, you know, it's just the start of the point season. The points that he got in the Breeders' Cup Juvenile will not apply to the points uh, for the. Uh, well, he got no points because he, yeah. Well, Churchill's yeah. not honoring his points if yeah. he got any points. But but if you think he's the favorite, why you know? Listen, if he was in the field of twenty, the odds would probably be. Less than they're going to be in the field, so why yeah. not bet the field? Yeah, and you know, the only thing I can say about that is the first two pools usually in this paramutual, the field is always the prohibitive favorite because a lot of people yeah. think that way. But uh, that's if you want to bet that horse, that's probably the only way you can you can back into it right now because the folks who own that horse said he's resting at the farm. He needs some time off. He's resting, and right now, they say his trainer is still Bob Baffert, and they say, and, and, and that is a status quo at the moment. You don't know whether these guys will get a little bit of derby fever if this horse starts uh, winning, you know, on the three-year-old, uh, you know, races next year, the, uh, the Kentucky Derby prep races around the country. You don't know what's going on there, and we will wait and see if they hold to that. But right now, that's it. But any, well, of, the other, any, of, any of the other Bob Baffert... 
Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no. Uh, you have to figure that the, the, the Baffert situation will be resolved by the next time, by, <laughs> by May of next year, wouldn't you yeah. hope? You think so? <laughs> <laughs> and, and if they find Baffert guilty, you could be sure that horse will be trained by someone else if he's that, you know, if they think he's that good or, or certainly they're not going to pass the derby out of loyalty to Baffert, that's for sure. You think so? Well, I will say this. Yeah. I wouldn't doubt if this – you know the you know the legal system how it drags its feet. Yeah. Uh, you know who knows? He might not be declared uh, yes or no by the time they run this thing next year. But it's going to be interesting to see how tight the noose gets around the neck when it gets to Derby Fever time with a horse like that. But right now, status quo. And I was about to say that Baffert has, you know, he has a lot of two-year-olds besides the winner of the Breeders' Cup Juvenile, and he brings them along. He knows the schedule. He knows how to bring his horses along, so they peak right around derby time. Uh, and, uh, you know, Medina Spirit, obviously, is is case in point, the most recent one, where a lot of people didn't think that horse could get the derby distance, but well, did. So And look at Justify, you know. Yeah. It's just, you're right. He, there are certain trainers that know how to train derby horses or, or certainly triple crown horses, and Baffert has to be at the top of the list. So. Not even a question. And so we will wait and right. see. That, uh, that soap opera has many episodes, and it will continue for season two, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> come, come next year, that's for sure. All right, uh, you're based in New York. What about this this bill in New York that's introduced to allow allow fixed odds betting at the New York tracks? Now, the New York tracks don't have to do it, but it will give them the opportunity to allow that. Do you think that's good? So being allowing to do it and doing it, Ralph, are two different things. Exactly, uh, exactly. Uh, you know, TVG was talking about doing it a, a couple of years ago and just never materialized. I don't know how these things work out. And yeah, it sounds good, but until you, you have to implement it, who knows? Who, who's going to cover the bets? Uh, you know, what's going to be the takeout? There's a million questions surrounding it. I don't pay attention to that stuff until it actually happens because unless you see it, you don't, no no reason in believing it. So. But God keep it on the back burner until it's time. Okay, now, uh, do you think a fixed odds wagering opportunity in a race would have uh, any different dynamic to the 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 late guys that come in, those uh, batch betting guys? Well, it's certainly going to affect them because you know the odds that you, that you're betting at the fixed time is what you're getting. So. I, I don't know. Honestly, the best the best thing is what Naira does uh, is you know shut the batch betting off for three minutes to post. That's yeah. the that's the correct answer. Well, if you want to go a step further, go the uh, Oaklawn route and don't even allow it. So I'm not a fan of batch betting. You know the late Patrick used to tell us it's insider trading, and he's right to a, dis, uh, a degree. And uh, again, I'm not a fan of batch betting, and, and I don't like it. It's terrible for the game. There's no upside to it. It only helps the big guy, you know, the big whales, and it hurts. Uh, it hurts most everyone else, especially people that, that want to play value. If you're betting a horse that goes in the gate at fifteen to one, you don't want to get twelve dollars. That doesn't work, and no. uh, all they're doing is chasing people away. Uh, well, they'll leave a bad taste in the mouth. But horse players yeah. are such a hearty bunch. You could, you could, you know, we we take a lot. That's for sure. By the way. The morning line in the Kentucky Derby Future Book, and this will start tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day for those who can uh, bet it around the country. All other Colts, uh, all other Colts, are and, and Geldings. Uh, this is really interesting. All other Colts and Geldings, even money. All Phillies, fifty to one. Well, the problem with Phillies are they it's very hard for them to get any points Correct. to run in a derby because, you know, they're, they're not going to run in those two-year-old cult races where they'll, they'd rather point for the Oaks as opposed to appointing for the Derby, so they'll never get enough points. 50-1 to 1 is probably an underway, to be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, you know, they have to run in the uh, Kentucky Derby, the derby prep the races. Derby, yeah, right. the Derby prep races. And uh, the morning line favorite individual horse, you want to take a crack at it? I have no idea. Jack Christopher, 
ten to one. And he's not even going to run. <laughs> ten to one. Surgery. You're looking at Jack Christopher. You're right. Off of what uh, would be off of surgery. Right. At ten to one. Uh, I think I'll that pass. That can't be a good bet. Right? No, yeah, I think I'll pass that. <laughs> but they got a new. They got a new uh, Kentucky Derby sire future wager now. They're offering. Okay, the Kentucky Derby sire. Horse got to be uh, the horse. The winner has to be by right. this certain sire, and uh, the favorite in that is Quality Road at eight to one. I, I would take Gunrunner because he's got an awful lot of good two-year-olds now. Mm-hmm. So, all right, gun what's runner, the gun price run. on Gunrunner? Fifteen to one. <laughs> These are opening lines, by the way. It's going to you know change. Yeah. Fifteen to one, and uh, if you like, uh, there's twenty-three individual sires, and if you like anybody else, the all others is six to one. So. And that 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 that'll start. You know, my, my, I have no idea how how. Uh, I mean, at this time of the year, I mean, this further. I guess you could just buy a ticket and use it as a, a Christmas gift, stopping stocking stuffer for horse. Yeah, players, you so. got to be crazy to bet any of these future bets, <laughs> yes. honestly. Unless you're getting eighty, hundred to one, hundred fifty to one. At this point, it's just uh, ridiculous. Yes, you do. Really. All right, look, before uh, before I let you go, um, uh, I want you to tell everybody your schedule for this week as far as your selections are concerned. Okay, today we have uh, Churchill and Tampa. Tomorrow we have Del Mar and Churchill, mm-hmm. and maybe I'll find another track. And then Friday, back to usual, Del Mar Aqueduct and Churchill. Yeah, uh, that's for sure. Um, and I guess... Uh, I guess as far as Churchill is concerned, Rosario's riding there for the uh, at least the weekend. Is he yeah, ri- he's, well, they, I think he's riding there for uh, maybe the rest of the meet, which is going to end up soon anyhow. But uh, Yeah, they overlap with fairgrounds, which is surprising. I mean, uh, they're both owned by the same operation. Yeah. Why would they run against each other? But leave it to Churchill to screw anything up. So. But now i I got to tell you, I mean, as far as Rosario is concerned, he's kind of moving around right now because he's going to be there until the end of the meet. Then he's going to ride the four days at Aqueduct, December 2nd through the 5th, with all those graded stakes races there. And then I would imagine he's either going to go to uh, Florida or um, maybe California. Could be. Yeah. We'll find out. Yeah, that's for sure. All righty. So that's going to be your schedule. And uh, do you uh, do you take a notion to to look at Tampa Bay at all? I did today. I did a, actually. I did a race for the radio. I I, I usually like them to run, run there for a while. Mm-hmm. You know, until you get the hang of it. But because a lot of these horses, they're coming from all over. The, they're coming from Delaware, Prestel Downs, Canterbury. I mean, you have horses coming from everywhere. But it's good to see horses that have run there in the past, especially on the turf. Mm-hmm. You know who the good trainers are there. Gerald Bennett wins a lot of races. Uh, you know, certain trainers have good meets there for for a while now, so you have somewhat of a history as far as the trainers are concerned. All right, so lay us a Tampa Bay opening day winner. Okay, I'm going to give you one from Tampa and one for Churchill for out-of-town listeners. Let's go to the fifth race today at Tampa, and this is turf only, and uh, supposedly the weather is nice, yeah. and they're on the grass. And I like the number six horse in here, the craziness. Uh, this is an eight-year-old from the Gerald Bennett barn. Believe it or not, he's run 15 times at Tampa on this turf course. Uh-huh. He's got four wins, four seconds. Uh, Antonio Gallardo aboard to ride, and this guy every year has been one of the leading riders there. He's listed at six to one on the morning line, full field. That's another good thing. You got ten horses entered there, and I like number six, the craziness, to win today's fifth race out of Tampa. All right, on opening day at Tampa, you got a horse that likes uh, the footing there with uh, several uh, a great uh, uh, past performance uh, record on that grass course, and you got a jockey that knows how to ride that grass course because he's one of the top riders there. So in today's fifth race at Tampa Bay on opening day, you like number six. The sixth and the fifth. What about Churchill Downs? Ninth and final today. I like the number nine horse in here, Tartufo. Four-year-old colt from the Carlo Vaccarisa barn. Rafael Bejarano aboard to ride. He's listed at nine to two on the morning line. Uh, this horse has four career starts. He ran a huge figure two starts back at Churchill at a mile. And uh, he's going to run a big one today. He's listed at nine to two on the morning line. Number nine, Tartufo.
wins today's ninth and final out of Churchill for everybody outside of uh, Vegas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Sorry, and, and guys. That's okay. Uh, we have listeners around there. want to take care of them as well. Uh, they are not, uh, you know, just because uh, the powers to be can't get together doesn't mean the race players should be uh, penalized. We get penalized enough with all those actions. So in the ninth race today at Churchill Downs, you like number nine in the ninth. Easy to remember. And Ron, to remind everybody, Jonathan gave us... Two picks on Sunday, both won. And so now that we got the turkey money, we got to get the dressing money today, okay? <laughs> All right, Ralphie. Stay safe, be well, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. So I'll talk to you turkey day tomorrow, my man. Thanks, All right. We're going to come back with uh, John Lindo. I'm pretty sure that uh, his pick on Sunday got him the turkey as well. Don't go away. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and a $50 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Details available at all sportsbooks. All right, let me give you the uh, twin queue that happened on Sunday. Sunday's twin queue at Station Casinos featured a carryover of $6,881.60. Yeah, carryover on Sunday. Now, they featured the 7th at Del Mar and the 9th at Del Mar. Now, Sunday's uh, 7th at Del Mar. The winner there was uh, Jonathan Hardoon's selection for the show. That horse paid five twenty. The second horse paid five eighty. And in the ninth race at Del Mar, the winner paid six eighty, and the second place finisher paid ten dollars even. So the winning numbers were four five, and three seven. There were thirteen winners chopping up sixty eight hundred eighty one dollars and sixty cents. Each of those winners received five hundred twenty nine dollars and thirty five cents. That could be enough for a turkey, and actually the dressing and the uh, and the cranberry sauce. <laughs> in any case. We're going to be back to wrap it up with John and Jerry. Don't go away. Want to bet your favorite horse but can't make it to the race book? South Point Casino's race book has the answer. Come in and sign up for the Nevada Racebook mobile app. For just a $50 minimum deposit, you'll have the Racebook right at your fingertips, no matter where you are in Nevada. It's convenient, fun, and easy to use. When you do have time to visit, South Point Casino is the perfect place to be. Our Racebook is completely separate from the sportsbook and totally dedicated to the horse player. With 52 overhead TVs, free Wi-Fi, and cocktail service, bring your tablet or smartphone and plug into the USB ports to look up your favorite handicapping website without draining your battery. Want to wager from your seat? No problem with our IPTs. Just sign up, make a deposit, and you're off to the races. Plus, you'll earn points for dining, hotel, movies, entertainment, and the spa just by using the club card when wagering. Whether you want to come in or play from the comfort of your home, South Point Casino's Racebook has you covered. The Race Day Las Vegas Show. The only exclusive daily local media racing information source in Las Vegas. All right, back on race day Las Vegas for the calm before the storm show. That's right. Tomorrow's where we're going to kick in, and certainly over the weekend is going to kick in. Big uh, turf festival going on at Del Mar. John Lendo, good morning. Good morning, Ralph. How you doing? Doing fine, man. You got your turkey and all that stuff now? We're ready to go. I love Thanksgiving. And uh, you know, more important, we get to spend more time with family this year after all the stuff that went on last year. Looking yeah. forward to seeing the rest yeah. of the family. It's, uh, it's, there's really a pent-up desire this year to get back to what uh, is considered normal. And we still have to watch ourselves, but it's a whole lot better this year than last year, that's for sure. Throwing a, throw in three NFL games tomorrow. Remember, it used to be only two. Now there's a Thursday night game, too. So that's a lot of fun as well. And, of course, uh, tomorrow... Light schedule as far as the racing is concerned, and Jonathan Ardoon was telling me off air 
should have asked him about it, but uh, Aqueduct is not going to run tomorrow, Thanksgiving Day, for the first time, and Gulfstream Park not running tomorrow. These two tracks traditionally, along with Southern and Northern California, ran on uh, uh, Turkey Day for a long, long time, but they're not running tomorrow. Right, and Tampa Bay, which opens today, they run on a Wednesday, Friday, Saturday basis right now. Yeah, they're not so running they're tomorrow, tomorrow either. As well. yeah. so. Right, so, you know, we can take our time, watch the Macy's Parade, and uh, Del Mar starts at 11 a.m. i got to think that's where the focal point is going to be for all the horse players tomorrow. Well, I'm going to tell you one thing right now. Uh, you've got, uh, you got Del Mar and you've got Woodbine, uh, who always puts on a good program. But if these two tracks don't really uh, chalk it up tomorrow, there's something wrong. Yeah, and uh, the weather will be perfect at Del Mar. The weather's, you know, just like it is right out in Nevada right now. It's going to be low 70s and no threat of rain, fast and firm. They start the, the turf festival tomorrow with a red carpet. So looking forward to the last four days at Del Mar, last four chances to get out there before they, the sun sets at Del Mar. That is absolutely correct, and it's going to be uh, the turf festival is going to be fine. And of course, uh, Mister Hernandez with uh, winning in, in, in threes for at least three days in a row. And of course, um, you know we had a, um, a uh, had to go to the last race at Del Mar on Sunday to get a, a victory there. He's got to be uh, the top jock right now. Well, he and Flavian Prat they've each got twelve winners going into closing week, and Umberto Riespoli right behind with ten. And then you've got Bob Baffert and Phil D'Amato. They're tied for leading trainer with eight. So everything's bunched up going into the last week. We'll, we'll decide some champions uh, the last four days. Am I uh, – I'm trying to pick my memory now. California Chrome did win the uh, Hollywood Derby at Del Mar on the grass, did he not? Yes, he did. That was his only turf start, and he won the Hollywood Derby. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm sad to see that uh, Art Sherman's going to retire. I'm happy for Art and Faye. We're going to miss him. I hope we see him around the track a lot. Just a real Damon Runyon character. Just a terrific guy. And, uh, you know, we had the right guy handling California Chrome with the ownership that could be a little difficult. But he, he, made the, he managed to smooth it all out for the public. That has got to be a movie and or a book. His career, and uh, as I mentioned earlier on the show, exercise writer for the great, great swaps. And uh, his entire career, how he goes through, and in the, in the uh, sunset of his career, he gets California Chrome with an eclectic group of owners that he had to try to balance doing what's right for California Chrome, keeping his horse going, and trying to keep his owners from uh, self-destructing right up until the <laughs> Belmont Stakes and then the, the comments of the, one of the owners after the Belmont Stakes. I mean, this has got to be a movie. Uh, yeah, well, you can't make it up. I know that. And if uh, people don't remember, one of the owners after California Chrome lost the Belmont said there'll never be a Triple Crown winner because they allow fresh horses to come into the Belmont. And then he uh, stuck his foot right in his mouth the next year with the Triple Crown winner in uh, well, you know, American uh, you Pharaoh. can't say never and always in this business because no, the no. racing business will make you a liar. Yes, there's a gazillion ways of losing and only one way of winning a race, that's for sure. Uh, and, uh, John, I guess uh, your uh, schedule will be as what? I'm just doing Del Mar this week, and then uh, Los Alamitos, their winter thoroughbred meet opens next Friday. And I'll take a look at the schedule and see what's available for, for next Thursday to see if we can come up with something. I know uh, on that, uh, you know, unfortunately you guys don't take Oakland, which I want to take a good look oh, at because man. we have a lot of guys down there from California. You saw Giovanni Franco is, is heading down there, and mm -hmm. uh, Tiago Pereira announced he is going down there. He'll also be represented by Gary Stevens at Oakland, and you guys were talking about Joel Rosario, who's been based in California the last few, few winters. Yeah. After he goes down and, and he rides the uh, the card at uh, Aqueduct uh, December two, next week, and then he'll ride the opening weekend card at Santa Anita, but he'll also be based at Oakland. So uh, a lot of the guys that we know so well will be riding down there at Oakland Park. Wow. And, of course, uh, the, the uh, weekend you're talking about, December 3rd, uh, well, actually, December 4th is the big weekend as far as Aqueduct is concerned. That's the final weekend of graded stakes races in the uh, state of New York for this year. We'll feature the uh, grade three go for one, the grade twos, the Demoiselle and the Remsen, and, of course, the grade one Cigar Mile. And I'm sure Mr. Rosario has a mount in each one of those races. Right. I think he's got 57 stakes wins this year. He's trying to break Gary Gomez's record. He's within range which is why he, he will be bouncing around the country where there's 
you know, there's six states races opening day on the Santa Anita car December 26th. There's a card at Gulfstream Park with five stakes races. He'll be down there for that. So this last month of the year, he's going to be running around the country trying to pick up as many uh, stakes wins as he possibly can. And although, uh, you know, although we uh, can't play it, uh, certainly uh, the Churchill Downs is having a big weekend, Thanksgiving weekend as well. And on Friday, they'll host the Clark Handicap, 750 grand at a mile and one-eighth. And in that race, uh, Rosario uh, scales Midnight Bourbon for Steve Asmussen, and it is the final race in the career of Maxfield, who will be ridden by Jose Ortiz for Brendan Walsh in the eight-horse field. That'll be a good one. And Godolphin's already had a huge year. You saw what they did with the Breeders' Cup uh, and uh, the year of essential quality. Maxfield will make a final start. But, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll come up with some more. It's just unbelievable what they're producing right now. Yeah. Um, uh, they won their uh, fourth consecutive Top Breeder Award already, and I'm sure they'll be uh, represented as the Eclipse Award winner as well, that's for sure, with the Eclipse Awards coming up. And uh, the ongoing saga of Bob Baffert and Medina Spear goes on and on and on and on. <laughs> well, I see they already have rulings on, on uh, some positives during the summer. Did they skip May? What, what <laughs> happened to the May ruling? Yeah, I know. Uh, there had to be something going on. i got to tell you, Greg Foley's one of the, uh, you know, the high-profile trainers in the state of Kentucky, and just to see he got... Uh, as, you know, uh, tagged for that as well. They're getting tough there in Kentucky, I guess. Well, you know, those two uh, the trainers, Bauer and and, and uh, uh, Foley, I, I've never heard them associated with, you know, those those guys must be doing something weird or something. Right. Uh, it's it just, you know, the testing is getting more and more stringent. Uh, well, maybe the withdrawal times that are recommended aren't, aren't exactly 100% accurate. So, that, you know, there's a lot of this stuff that has to be uh, adjusted going forward. That's what I'm thinking. The the uh, testing is getting so precise, so acute, that it uh, it doesn't take into consideration the fact of the environment that these horses are in. You can't put them in a bubble. They're in stables. They're 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 they have grooms and other people in and out of their stables, changing the uh, the the hay and changing the and doing the feeding, etc. And contaminants can be in many different places that these horses ingest at such a small, small micro uh, amounts of them, uh, you know, maybe the testing is getting too acute. Well, like I said, the vets always give you a recommended withdrawal time. It, 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 and so you follow that, but it doesn't mean it's absolutely 100% true. And uh, again, well, it, with the testing now, if there's a little bit of an overage and, and you know, whether I was close, well, that yeah. doesn't count because we're still responsible. Yeah, and, you know, people, same thing with people. I mean, drugs, uh, you know, get through the uh, person system, each individual differently, that's for sure. We'll continue the conversation tomorrow on Thanksgiving morning at 7 a.m. But, hey, go ahead and say it, John. Have a great race day, everybody.